friends, let us pause and hold silence as we center ourselves to worship God. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God is set free. Let us stand in body or in spirit to recognize a life and place the Bible holds within this community. If you're able, please stand. Good morning. Welcome to worship. Welcome to everyone joining us this morning. Wherever you may be, you're welcome in this place. A reminder, we are prohibited from singing at this time. We do have our soloist Stephanie and Laura and our birthday joining us this morning to lead us in our praise. Also a reminder, we are filming our services with a camera there too at the back of the service. The area at the chancel and the back of some of your heads will be recorded on the service. Hopefully you've been to the hairdressers and everything shall be well. In the weeks going ahead, we will be live streaming the service, but more details and a notice will be displayed before we do that. The gardener is coming with twine and shears. Are you ready to be pruned, to be reconfigured? Are you ready to let go and become something bigger? I am the real vine, Jesus said. Stick with me, and I'll stick with you. Let us worship God. We sing to God's glory and praise Him. 63, all people that on earth do dwell.
Let us pray. O God, you gave Jesus as a gift to the world. He became the vine that we might be the branches, extending your goodness out into your communities and the world. By your Spirit, you resource and nourish, making provision for the seeds of talent in each of us to flourish and burst forth in harvests of love and kindness, mercy and compassion, justice and peace, impacting our world for good and enhancing the lives of others. We seek forgiveness today for the times when we break connections with the vine, when we seek to go it alone and forget to drink at the well of Jesus' Spirit. We seek forgiveness today for not staying strong when we can do so, when the winds and storms of life make us strain under pressure, meaning we sometimes crack open or splinter in the face of trouble. We seek forgiveness today for the lack of end product. Sometimes we beaver away at being busy, yet forget or lose sight of the fact that harvesting our endeavor into results that make a positive difference to others. And forgive us when we become transfixed by our own worthiness that we fail to acknowledge the good that other people and organizations bring to the communities, the communities in which we live and the world of which we are part. Lord, like refreshing rain, wash over us and bring renewal and new life. Take the ingredients that make us who we are and make them into something full of life, energy and vigor. Your Spirit grant us forgiveness, and may she inspire us to new growth within and towards flourishing production to the glory of God. Hear us now as we join together with the church universal in the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our intimations, our food bank collection continues at the West Halls on a Tuesday. 10 until 12 and 7 till 8 p.m. Please continue to support that if you are able. Our booking continues, week our services continue week ahead on a Sunday, 9.30 and 11 a.m. Our numbers have slightly increased. We still have to maintain social distancing, but we're no longer a cap to 50. So please book a, a, a place if you are able to come and come and join us as we build back to worshiping God in greater numbers. Our Bible reading this morning is brought to us by Thorson. Let's listen for God's word. Chapter 15, the verses 1 to 8. 
I'm the true vine and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I am in him, he will bear fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear fruit, much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Thanks be to God for his life-giving word. Amen. Thank you, Thorsten. 580. Abide with me.
Spirit, life between us and energy within us, come and inspire the life you have given, that it may dance with your promises and find the way into life once more. So be it. Amen. As we approach the Scottish election this week, which in itself for me is unbelievable, apparently only safe for me to see my mother in my back garden, but it's fine for hundreds of thousands to go into halls and buildings across the country, bearing in mind that only 20% do postal votes. Funny that it's all right when it suits a government. I've been thinking the whole point of the Scottish parliamentary elections, the system we have, was that there would be no outright winner because ideally they would have to work together which is perhaps in theory one of the best models of parliamentary systems you could get there should be no one leading party all have to give and take all have to work together for the greater good of society and we saw small glimpses of that throughout COVID, and it was refreshing, and things happened. But of course, it didn't last long. We returned to the divisive age-old arguments about the Constitution. This whole campaign has now been dominated by. Not the health service, not educational standards or catch-up, not poverty or the outrageous drug deaths, not mental health waiting times or recovery, but by the Constitution. And I don't know about you, but personally I'm sick of the flag-waving politics that we've become. As a country, surely we're better than this. It often feels the good is pruned away 
rather than the other way around. And then we hear this passage of John. Bear fruit. And those who don't will be pruned and thrown in the fire. And you hear the threat. Given threat is used so much in the world, especially around the elections and referendums, we just learn to hear it everywhere. But there's enough judgment in threat. Sometimes you just have to say enough. Can we not read something and read something in Scripture and hear instead a promise instead of a threat? I am the vine. Bear fruit. Abide in me. John has Jesus speak these words in the night before he's crucified. This is John's upper room moment. Jesus has gathered his disciples and he's a realistic idea of what is going to happen to him in the next 24 hours. He also has a realistic idea about what will happen to his followers. They will be hurt. They will be broken. They will cut themselves down. This whole new movement is going to be pruned. Pruned, but not lost. They will survive and even flourish. But they will never be abandoned. This is a promise. But it's bigger than that. For there is another context, as there always is in the Bible. John is writing this for his own community of fledgling followers to hear. There they are in the world of 90 AD, a traumatic place, especially for this new Christian faith. And when John's community reads these words of Jesus in this gospel, they are worshipping in scattered and secret communities, hidden from the authorities. They're drawing signs in the dust of a curve in the hope the person they're speaking to draws the other half and completes the sign of a fish so it's safe for them to talk. This community of John's has been thrown out of their synagogues, chased down by the Jewish and Roman authorities. They will surely have felt abandoned. And when they hear John's story of the upper room, of disciples in the same situation as them, they will hear the promise. When you feel abandoned, turn back to the thinnest margin. Know this. Jesus abides in you. Abide in him. You are not abandoned. And even through this experience of pruning, I promise you, your fruit will be greater. This passage, like so many others in the Bible, is too easily read as judgment. In truth, it's one of promise. 
even as there was little evidence for it for those early followers, John is offering them this promise that says, I will not abandon you. I will abide in you. Keep abiding in me. And is that promise not ours today? For it is not a great distance from how we feel at times in the church, in the world, in our living. We feel pruned right back. Fear makes us feel abandoned and fear more. And it leads us to take fewer risks in faith, in community, in our churches and in the world. Because we're taught to fear what an open, broad-minded, generous, inclusive, honest faith will lead to. But amid this, we have John's Gospel. We were invited to hear a promise. I will not abandon you. This is a faith thing we're asked to do. To believe even when the evidence seems to be against us. I will cling to you like a vine to a tree. Abide in me. I will bring you life. In fact, I am the only one who can. And that life will flourish. Jesus didn't say, abide in me or else. Jesus said, abide in me as I do in you. Which is a promise that says, no matter what happens, I am with you. But yet it's broader still. For this is a passage not written for the individual, but for community. The gospel is not for individuals. There's no personal saviour here. Jesus is talking to a community of disciples. As John offers this story to his own community. Jesus wants his disciples to keep together. The vine image of abiding is an image that speaks of dependence because life, physical or spiritual, is nothing without belonging, nothing without relationship. And it is in that relationship that we will bear fruit. And as soon as we think we can produce anything from our own efforts, from our independence, what kind of fruit will that be? Bearing fruit has everything to do with who we are in relationship. The whole vine image is about dependence on each other. The manifestations of our faith, the fruit we bear through our work, our belief, are all deeply rooted and formed by the communities of our lives, the kind of relationships that we're in. Unjust relationships, fear-filled relationships, relationships that do us in, destroy the life, the freedom, the creativity, 
such as we see being built in other places in the world at the moment. And they produce unjust and sour fruit. If our relationship is one that seeks justice in life and that believes in loving every neighbor, then the fruit we bear will be life-giving, transformative, and generous. That's the kind of fruit we want to bear. So in a world that's more fear-filled and generous, God's community here dares bear fruit that comes from living in the right relationship with the world, with every neighbor, offering the fullness of life. And as we feel we are pruned more and more by negativity and narrow-seeking agendas, our fruit will yet be all the riper by abiding in each other and our neighbors with love and forgiveness. In a time of uncertainty, this passage is not judgment, but promise. For in the faithful lives we live, in right relationship with each other, love will not abandon us. Friends, may we continue to be grafted to each other, to love, so that the fruit we come to bear reveals who we truly are and on whom we depend. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. Let us pray. Greater God, you are the loving tender of the vine and you want all its branches to bear fruit. You made us in your image and provide us with all what we need, a world with plenty for all to share and delight in. For this, we give you thanks and praise. Savior God, you came to show us the path we should follow through the highs and lows. You promised to nurture us and to be with us with all life throws at us. For this we give you praise and thanks. Holy Spirit, you were sent to equip us for the task ahead and to get us into shape for the journey ahead, challenging us pruning us, sustaining us. For this, we give you thanks and praise. God, tender of the wine, we pray for your church and all its branches. Give us the wisdom and insight that we work for all people rather than being an institution. You are the wine and we are the branches. We pray for the world which is longing for love and peace, but many are hungry. Many are threatened by violence and war. 
Many have hardly enough to live. In the fruitful abundance of our living, show us a God where we can share from our wealth and become agents, agents of your love. You are the wine and we are the branches. Help us to show compassion to those whom other shuns, giving readily to the needy, comforting the sick and embracing the lonely. Be with all parents and children who are struggling with all the demands during these extraordinary times. Give them wisdom and patience. You are the wine and we are the branches. We pray for our communities and our societies as we benefit from the freedom and safety of our democratic system. Let it be the foundation for collaboration rather than polarization. Let it be the foundation for seeking the best for every neighbor. Let us experience that you are the wine and we are the branches. And, O oh Lord, let all that is selfish, useless, and dead in our lives be pruned away, so that, receiving from you, we may give and grow. All this we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hymn 248, For My Sake and the Gospel Go.
part of the living vine. Let us go from here to bear fruit. And as we go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore. Thank you.